Hey, it's Thomas Frank. I've just got a quick note for you before we get into the show. If you've been enjoying the Inforium or my videos over on YouTube, then you, my friend, should get Nebula. On Nebula, you get ad-free versions of both this podcast and my videos, along with exclusive stuff like extended versions of those videos. And it's not just our stuff that you're going to get. Dozens of other creators are on Nebula, including Ali Abdal, Wendover Productions, Braincraft, Tier Zoo, and lots more. Nebula gives us a chance to experiment, and since everything's ad-free, it's also the best way for you to get our content. Head over to theinforium.com slash nebula to sign up now. Yo, what up, and welcome to the College Info Geek Podcast. Uh, I'm going to turn this down a little bit, though I doubt that the mic is going to pick it up. We're going to do another Q&A episode. We have not done one of these in a while, and I am joined by my friend Martin Bainey. Yo. What's up, my friend? I'm just chilling, playing some Mario, answering some questions, probably. Nice. Yeah, so we're going to go through five questions. We do these episodes occasionally, whenever the inkling, inclination strikes me, I suppose. Inkling. You play too the much inkling. Splatoon. I do. I'm sorry. Wait, can I, uh, like, teleport? Uh, yeah. Because I feel like these, we're, like, we're at the can, last world, and these levels are going to be can, way too hard. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Uh, we're going to go through five questions. This is episode 82. And uh, if this is the first episode of the podcast you've ever listened to, maybe maybe go listen to some of the more professional episodes. Uh, this one will be fun, but maybe not professional. And uh, as always, CIGpodcast.com is where you can find show notes, where we will link to anything that is pertinent to link to, such as, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Examples. Google, so you cool can stuff. Google it. <laughs> Lots of cool stuff. Yeah. Picks of us posing, probably. Maybe not. We should. Yeah, we probably should now. We should. It's too late. Now, I didn't set up everything to record this, but we could, like, make it Let's Play channel. I'm now obligating you to do that. It's a lot of work. Two episodes a day, Let's Play channel. After you come home from work, they have to be an hour each. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what's going on. Fine. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's where you can find those show notes, and also where you can leave a rating and review for the podcast if you enjoy it, and... Before we get into the questions, of which we have five, uh, Martin, last time you were on the show was when? Like I don't remember. Quite a while ago. It's been a while it's ago. It's been a bit. I want to check real quick. Um, because since I, I put like dumb pictures of us arm wrestling on those episodes, I can look. Oh, that's true. Dumb? I can look. Dumb, at, Tom? It's kind of dumb. That hurts. <laughs> okay, the last time... You were in episode 42. That was the last time you were on the show. That's so, like, what? Is this 82? This 40, is 80, yeah, 40 episodes, episodes ago. ago. And this was... Almost a year ago, December fourteenth. Oh, so give us an update because you were still a student back then. I was indeed. And uh, what's been going on since then? Well, uh, I'm not a student. I graduated. I'm a programmer, server guy now at uh, Flying Hippo. It's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I've just been doing cool, cool language stuff, cool job stuff, learning photography, keeping it real. Yeah, you did. Nice, keeping it real, real. Yeah, you've, you know, you have that camera recently. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. How do you run in this game? Awesome. Uh, I think you run with oh, it's Y, using, it's but I always think a... it's X. You should yeah. get this cat thing, though, because the cat thing is the best I, like, power of the game. I forgot to play video games. All right, we're going to get to the first question, and I'm going to idly run around as Mario. So first question, and just to let you know, I have kind of stopped like reading the names in the questions because we now have a topic suggestions form on the contact page of College Info Geek. So if you have like a topic suggestion... And you're like, yo, Tom is really bad at getting to his emails, and I hate him because he never answers me. You can put a topic suggestion there, and it's just like a more organized way for me to see what people want me to cover. And some of those questions come from there. 
So I don't have names on here, but the first one is how do I actually pick my dream place uh, slash firm for a job or internship? I know what domain, like area of study or career that I want to be in, but I don't know how to pick where I want to end up. So this is a good question, but I almost feel like the answer is pretty simple in that like you're not always going to be able to pick exactly where you want to go. I, I guess it just like depends on how qualified you are in comparison to everyone else in your area and also just like what opportunities are around where you are. Yeah, like networking and but stuff like that. You have some experience in picking the place you wanted to work at and actually getting a job there. Uh, so like what made you because I mean you're doing web development at least you were doing web development like front end stuff yeah because you, yeah. you coded college info yeah. geek and it was my intention everything worked out and you could have done that basically anywhere so like what made you choose flying hippo particularly and then how did you end up getting the job there well um, I chose flying hippo because this may be a dumb reason for the initial <laughs> the initial uh, interest but I've been. I'm going to put some quotes around this pretending (laughs) that uh, I'm super terrified of hippos because they're like one of the most dangerous, if not the most dangerous land animal that's not us. And I find that really surprising and also fascinating. So I do normal things like if I see a hippo shaped pencil holder in the bookstore in front of a bunch of people, I will stop and gasp for like three seconds and everybody that's my friend will not be my friend anymore. (laughs) Things like that. sounds very normal to me. So I was doing, you know, as one does, I was researching (laughs) hippos. I was researching the dangers of hippos, hippo news, things that people do when they're normal. Subscribe to hippo facts. Yeah, things like that. And we totally. Oh, I don't. I don't want those mushrooms. Oh, it's too late. I already grabbed it. Because I want to stay a cat. Oh. Oh, you're not a cat anymore after that. No, oh. you lose your cat stat. Well, I don't know. Maybe you get it back. We'll maybe find I out. get it back. I don't. Know. I digress. There's this bridge over here though that you can use your bigness to your advantage on. Uh, big- oh, I just killed myself. Yeah. Well, now you're not a cat. Oops. Dummy. Well, I can be because there's a but, uh, bell over I, here. Anyway, I digress. Um. So I was looking up hippo stuff, <laughs> and then I saw that there was this. A company called Flying Hippo in uh, Des Moines, which happened to be where I wanted to work for a a few reasons. Convenience, friends. uh, It was a bigger city than where I've been before, and that's cool. But they came up, and then I I had to check out what they were. And I had been wanting to be a front-end web developer, wanting to... Specifically, I wanted to work with WordPress because that's what I had experience with. And what a ridiculous coincidence... The company called Flying Hippo in the city I wanted to work was also a WordPress web development company. So I thought it was Destiny. It's like the perfect match. Yeah, also their branding is all like... They're chill. They're chill. They're casual. Ah. I like it. It's a fun place to work. But what I did to try and work there, because maybe don't take my example entirely because (laughs) I didn't apply anywhere else because I'm... uh, I'm very sure of myself sometimes, and it's not necessarily smart. No, we should talk about smart. that, actually. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm saying what I, I, I did. I get the feeling that you're, you're referring to the, say uh, what I did, to the healthy amount of narcissism Oh, yeah, concept. That, there is a healthy amount of narcissism. I've been been saying that for a bit. Hopefully it doesn't come off as a, a ton of narcissism, because obviously it's a healthy amount that yeah. I need. But I tend to think that it's good to at least think you're a little awesome, just for the sake of confidence is attractive in people. And that works professionally, relationships, friends, everything. And 
basically being proud of what you do and being able to proudly say who you are as a person is uh, pretty helpful sometimes. Healthy amount of narcissism goes a long way because being too timid will lose you opportunities and being too cocky is going to lose you more because people aren't going to like you. Yeah. Unless, it, you know, sometimes it works. Like, you need sometimes to know enough works, about yourself and your but skills, but it's just you've got it's to just know. having the confidence to say, okay, even if, you know, society would deem that I'm too young for this or whatever, like, I I believe that I am going to get this. Yeah, you, you really have to believe in yourself because that will, like, emanate off of you if you're in an interview or something like that. And if, if the interviewer doesn't think you I'm believe sorry, that you're cool, like you're saying... That they're gonna be able to tell if you're just like trying to fake it. Yeah, you gotta really believe in yourself like that. So healthy amount of narcissism is cool, and with that healthy amount, I uh, applied to a single job, assuming that it would work out, and it did work out. But it's not that I just sent in a resume or anything like that. Because it's a web development position, I actually created a website to apply to the job. And it's not the best white it's not the best website I've ever done in my life, but it was a cool website. Instead of a cover letter, it's uh now this like quirky, more friendly kind of thing, which fit their friendly vibe and their branding. And it's uh I wanna fly with hippos dot com. Is it's, it still uh, up? Yes, it is still up. I'm gonna keep it up. It's oh nice. Ex- it's a good example. I've been I, I wanted to like write a full article about it. Once you got hired, and I never got around oh, yeah, to it. Oh, yeah, that didn't because happen. Because I feel dumb. That didn't but happen. But it's still there. I'll put it that, like, yeah. that's one thing yep, that I'm going to show one, notes. That's one thing to link to. That, because that's an example. If you can do something cooler than that, then know that what I did worked. So if you can do something cooler, you, you, you know, you got a shot. You might, it might work. Yeah. But I didn't want to apply with just a cover letter and resume because that's what everyone does by default. And I th- thought that, uh, Standing out would be nice. Also, I was inherently proving the skills I needed for that job. Yeah, exactly. Since it was a web development. So, obviously, maybe not everyone needs a website, but if it can help or if there's something else, like, really cool you can do. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a website, but... Stand out. It's just something that proved your skills, like, while you applied at the same time. It wasn't just... It wasn't just like yeah. a personal website that was generic. It was like super tailored to the company. Oh, it was super. And at the same like, time, it was like. The branding. The fact that it was all really like casual and friendly was specifically tailored to the fact that I knew they were cool with that. I wasn't applying yeah. to like a bank saying, oh, hey guys, I'm pretty cool. Now wear sunglasses <laughs> and stuff and I want to work at your bank because maybe they would be in suits and think that I'm a stupid kid. Yeah. You know, but I, I tailored it so that it would specifically speak the parts of me that work well. For that specific company and what I knew about their brand, which means I know about their brand enough to know what they're cool with. Right. And, you know, it it worked out. The Actually, that night, I got an email from the owner of the company wanting to interview me. So, standing out... Wait, it was the same night that you sent them to the website? It was like 10, 30, 11 p.m. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that, It actually. was like It was like, done. But... Huh. It was yeah, pretty fulfilling moment. Felt pretty good about that. And the rest is just normal. Went through interview, did stuff, had an internship, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But the point is standing out had really good results. I think that was like the kind of like the main thing that helped you get your foot in the door. Yeah. Like they probably had to do all sorts of tests and interviews and everything, but like that just 
really made your yeah, application stand and out. Not only that, but because they liked the website, they really wanted me to succeed yeah. at the interview. So even if they didn't mean to, there'd be a little bit, little bit of probably like subconscious bias saying, "But we liked that guy's thing. That was cool." So yeah. I really want to forgive him if he like messes up on one of these questions. I want to. I like the cool yeah, guy. Yeah. He'll add to the culture, and. That's what a lot of companies want. They want you to work with the culture so that their employees can all work together and be friends and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So uh, part of the question I don't think we've like really adequately answered yet was how yeah. to choose a place you want to work at specifically. Because, I mean, yours was almost like an astrological yeah. coincidence. Yeah, beautiful coincidence. Like a meeting of the planets. Oh, look, it's hilariously hippos and WordPress and in the town. Like... Yeah, you it, kind like, of artificially up the difficulty for yourself because we all had chosen happened. to live in this city. Oh, by the way, we both have to use the directions. Oh. Otherwise, the, the little Lapras guy this. or whatever he is. He played, that is not even similar to a Lapras. <laughs> that is, Lapras was my first favorite okay, Pokemon. He actually doesn't that look anything like doesn't Lapras. doesn't look anything like a Lapras. I apologize it looks like a Flintstones that. dinosaur is what it looks <laughs> it like. It kind of does look like a Flintstones dinosaur. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. Um, I suppose a good... A good question to counter that question is, which would you prioritize, the type of job or pay, or living near friends or family, the location or the job? Because yeah. in most situations, you need to sacrifice one of them. And in the context of the job, there's also, do you want the high-paying, you know, big company job, or do you want to work with a small company where like there's a better culture? Because I know you specifically wanted to work in a smaller company with like a more fun culture, yeah, where you had more autonomy, and yeah, and like that, you purposely knew, like I could probably make more money at a huge company, but that's not what my goals are. Yeah, that's so, it's really important. Where do you, is location more important to you than the job? And then once you've answered that, is money more important to you than the culture or what you're actually doing? Yeah. So I guess if you want to choose, um, I guess like when you're a student, it's an internship, and if you haven't selected a a specific location you want to live in, then it's kind of like the world is your oyster. Do research on the companies that you really want to, you know, work at and start building a list. And if you're qualified enough, then you might have the pick of, you know, you might have like your pick. Uh, I saw on Facebook, there was a dude that was a student in the hall. I was an RA for, which is an honors hall. And he was posting like, guys, please help me choose between Airbnb, Lyft, uh, Uber and Square, like all these big tech companies. Oh, a Dropbox. He, like, he had offers at all of them. Nice. And he was just like soliciting advice, like which one should I pick, guys? So, I mean, you might find yourself in a situation where you've interviewed at all these companies and you have a shot at all of them. That's awesome. For me, it was like, I have gone to this event at this company. I liked the people I met there. I would like to intern there. And they offered me the internship and I didn't even do the rest of the interviews. So, I don't know. I guess, like, figure out what what qualities of the job are most important to you, and then from the options you have, pick the best one. Yeah, it sounds to me like he needs to sort out his priorities. Yeah. That is, that's a good thing. Hashtag Hermione Granger. <laughs> Actually, the video I'm going to do this week is going to be on priorities. Oh, nice. What yeah. A beautiful coincidence. It is good. Because um, you know Derek Sivers, right? Uh, Yes. I'm not going to spoil the video here a little bit, but he made this thing called like a now page. Like it's just sivers.org slash now. And uh, it just it basically is like a public declaration. This is what I'm doing with my life right now. 
these are my priorities, like being a full-time dad, hmm. you know, writing code and these, like just the things he really cares about. That's a cool idea. And then Leo Babuta from Zen Habits was really inspired by it. He made his own. And I was like, that is a really cool way to oh, solidify my priorities. Up. We just screwed that up big yeah, time. Yeah, I, I don't know why I did that. I thought it was good at games. But I thought it was cool because I love my impossible list, but I feel like that is so goal-oriented that it kind of ignores some of like the smaller day-to-day things and doesn't really help me guide my decisions in what to accept for opportunities and what I should be focusing on for the most of my time. So I made one as well. Oh, that's a really that cool, cool idea. Just and that can like, help with job selection too, I think. What am I about right now? What's my life? Yeah, exactly. That's really cool. So that was helpful. I'm going to pause real quick. And then we'll read the second question here. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I guess if you're watching this before Thursday, that's the video will be over that. But I will try. I've got one extra bonus story to put in the video. So don't skip it. <laughs> second question. Um, I'm interested in potentially majoring in MIS, which is Management Information Systems. However, I find the business aspect of MIS more interesting than the coding part. I wonder how much coding versus how much management is there in an MIS degree? Does the management name and the management... Or wait, does the management name in the degree entail that you will be managing the servers or the employers or the employees who manage the servers themselves in the coding? What jobs are available for MIS grads? Okay. It's a nice major. It is a nice it's major. It's a pretty we, good one. We, uh, we both did it. Yeah. What so, a coincidence also. Everything, this, everything's great. I can speak to this, and I'm sure you can too, but uh, when I was a sophomore, I believe, I took an MIS class. And I had an extra credit project, which was to make a website for the teacher. So I made a website that what I, in my opinion, was a better overview of what the MIS program offered and what MIS, like what career fields were open to MIS grads than the actual university website had. I feel like they've improved it since then, but at the time I didn't think they had a very good explanation of like what exactly you could do with MIS. So I made this website uh, it's not up anymore because it was just an extra credit project. But basically, and there are more opportunities than just this. But with MIS, you can go into programming and application development. A lot of MIS grads will go into IT infrastructure, which is managing servers or managing networks, anything like that. Uh, some people will do project management or business analysis. In fact, business analysis is a big one where you're just... You're taking care of the business parts of IT projects, but you at least have enough of an understanding of IT to be able to do it. And then a lot of people will also do like quality assurance stuff. So it really depends on what you want to do. But like, do you remember like how, how much of the curriculum was IT and how much was business? Uh, was I like would half and half, say maybe? that there maybe, but I know for certain that there were plenty of students in uh, in the classes with me that got through MIS with very little dedication to like the programming aspect, very little dedication to actually being like a coder. So you could definitely yeah. get through it with just the required coding classes and skew it more towards more towards uh, management stuff or whatever you're interested in. Yeah, it's true. Well, okay, so there was there were I believe two required programming classes and I got to say the second one was easier than the first one at least in my experience cuz yeah, like the I first one like was like basic java and then the second one was more java 
but I felt like it was almost like three quarters rehash of the first one, and then I can see that it really wasn't too bad. So yeah, I feel like there's a there was a portion at least for us. I I don't know if the curriculum is exactly the same, but where you get a pick from like a list, and you could pick. I'm going to go towards more of the, like, infrastructure side, more of the programming side, or more of the management side. Yeah. But it's... At least I know we had a choice. I can't guarantee that for... Yeah, it's, it's going to vary from school to school. But, but uh, in, in my experience, it's a major that really combines business and IT and gives you options on where you want to focus. So if you want to do more business stuff, that's cool, but you're going to have to get at least a little bit of an education in... Database management, uh, some networking stuff, yeah. some coding as well. Yeah, just the just the basics, and also if if you can't take the classes that focus on the section you want, you could always just join like MIS club or do things extracurricularly yeah. that relate to those sections to make sure you can say, yeah, I'm super qualified for this. Trust me, I have MIS, and then they'll just be like, okay, that makes sense. Trust me, MIS. That's what the degree says. Yeah, and just it is, it's a very flexible me. degree. Ooh. Guess you got the dope ass crown this time. For uh, once. <laughs> I'll buy you something. Nice. I'll buy All you right. some flowers. So, question number three uh, says So, I recently started CrossFit, and the only time I can do it is at 7 a.m., which means I wake up at 6 a.m. to get ready. Anyways, I've been doing it for four days a week, and even though I feel great actively, I feel I end up feeling extremely tired throughout the rest of the day, and I even end up taking two hour naps, which is killing my routines and homework time. So I want to reach out and see if you're ever in a similar situation and if you have any advice on this. I get a lot of questions about what do I do about the fact that my workouts are making me tired. So, I don't know, does that happen to you? Well, I haven't been able to properly work out in quite some time. I guess that's true, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I guess I don't really know what else is going on. With the uh, with the schedule there, I do know sleep deprivation is really bad. Had some run-ins with that. That's it, true. It can get bad. Over you were sleep deprived for like for like, what, six, like six months. months? That and that was not good. That did not have a good effect on me mentally or physically. It was pretty bad. So yeah, uh, make sure you're at least getting like a minimum to be sane. Yeah, well, I think I mean I think like daily exercise is important, but you have to make sure the other fundamental fundamentals are taken care of. So yeah. if you're not getting enough exercise or no if you're not getting enough sleep and if you're not eating enough then that's gonna hurt you your your body won't actually recover and build from the exercise because it's too busy saying i didn't have enough time to sleep to like fix that yeah exactly you got to give it a give it a more of a break so you got to make sure you're sleeping enough um what i found about myself number one naps never work for me because i'll I'll always say that i'm gonna take a 20 minute nap and then i'll be fine but what always ends up happening is I will sleep for two hours, like every time. So, come on, bro, got to keep up. I'm trying. For some reason, I'm not as fast. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh-oh. I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna screw it up. Maybe the cat. Oh no! Faster. Well, come no, on, bro. I, I come on, bro. You're gonna up. catch up. Me, me, I just completely me, screwed it up. Me, me, me. But what I did hear on a podcast called Cortex is uh, the YouTuber CGP Gray has caffeine pills in his bag, and what he's been experimenting with are called like what are called caffeine naps where you take the caffeine pill or drink a cup of coffee and then you take a 20 minute nap because it takes caffeine about 20 minutes to metabolize and it should naturally wake you up and make you like energetic. I guess that's that's a thing to try. Maybe what kind of new age? I don't know. 
stuff is this. These kids, I can't keep up with them anymore. <laughs> these damn whippersnappers. Uh, even though he's like yeah. in his 30s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, just ignore that. He's it, still a whippersnapper. It'll be fine. So, I mean, yeah, maybe, kind of interesting. maybe try a caffeine nap. I don't know. But I'm going to say, like, get those fundamentals down. Also, realize that not everyone has the same, uh, like, body schedule. So some people are much better being night owls, staying up late to study, working out at night, and then sleeping in later in the morning. And then some people like me are definite morning people who like to get up really early. So... It might depend on, like, whatever your body's schedule is like. Uh, my friend Mark Mike Vardy is, like, very adamant about this because there's so much productivity advice out there saying, oh, you got to get up early every morning. Like, Ben Franklin got up at 4 a.m., blah, blah, blah. Not everyone works like that. I think Winston Churchill would, like, do half of his day's work in bed before he even got up, and then he'd get up at noon. So hmm. just experiment with the schedule, but make sure you're getting enough sleep, like, you got to get at least six hours, but uh, I, I watched, no, I didn't watch. I read a study recently where some researchers did observations on people who were only getting six hours of sleep and steadily throughout the day, they would cognitively decline. So I'm more of the opinion that you need probably seven and a half. Yeah. Can we get to the next Probably world this I, way? I, you can also just uh, go back to the map. Oh, I know that, but it's more fun to walk. Look That's how true. pretty it is. That's true. I want to get to that really cool lava level, but I can't remember which... I don't remember Oh, you know what? It's like, it's like in a way different world, it's, probably. Yeah, it's in... I don't remember. The Bowser Castle, anymore. actually. It's We're going to go there. So yeah, experiment with that, and uh, hopefully it'll help. Um, it could also just be a, a case of getting used to it, to be honest. Like, if you've only been doing it for four days. I don't know how many weeks you've been doing it. All right, so number four. We can identify with this question, I think. Uh, uh, I think uh, having too many interests is becoming an issue for me. Yeah. I am having must-do schoolwork and uh, and many, many interests that I want to study after graduating. I'm using to-do lists and calendars and my uh, study success and productivity home. are getting better and better. But in the middle of all these must-do school things in many different areas interest me outside of school i feel like i'm using too much energy to think of what i should do and i end and usually i end up doing nothing and then i feel bad because i haven't worked towards my goals you're speaking about my life <laughs> it feels like you wrote this question yeah it was actually that was me i sent that in <laughs> i just wanted to answer my own questions this is the one so yeah what do you what do you do when you have too many interests uh well my answer to that has morphed like every six months for the last three or four years. Okay. But recently, my answer is more skewed to the fact that uh, you simply can't do everything at once. You okay. can't. But that doesn't mean you have to not care about some things. So right now, I'm focusing on only a few things. Okay. Like uh, language, photography, reading. And uh, video games, just because, you know, gotta gotta have fun. Gotta stay sane. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I'm not interested in other stuff. I I like setting up, like, a set of things that I'm working on. This actually kind of relates to that now page thing. Oh, and then yeah. maybe, maybe I've got a, a set of themes for one, one, two months. I'll say, for now, I'm working on my uh, newly formed interest in photography. Okay. Maybe a couple months from now, I'm gonna go hardcore on, like, straight-up linguistics stuff as opposed to just language learning 
and and photography. Maybe I'll swap out photography for linguistics because it still interests me. Yeah. But you can't do everything all the time now. Yeah, so yeah. So you got to remember, odds are you probably won't be dead in three months. So you probably. don't have to do everything immediately. Oh. It's going to... So spreading out things and having chunks of your life theme. So I can get really good at one interest now for one, two, three months. And then later this year or next year, I'll say, I'm going to switch. I'm going to get really good at this now just because it's cool. And you go through this with a lot of your hobbies. Oh, I'm, you I'm super you, phasic. Yeah, you go through like seven million phases. But that's a good example. You're not doing all seven million at once. It's not sustainable. You don't have enough time. Yeah. My problem with, my problem with too many interests, like... I get really intensely into phases and I will go crazy on them. Like skateboarding is the one right now. My problem lies more in like, I want to read every book and then I want to do like every potential thing I could ever do with my website. Oh yeah. So that's, that's where it gets hard for me. But yeah. Um, was, oh, so we have used this planning device called pick four in the past, which it's like this notebook where it's like a six-week program where you commit to doing some daily practice on four specific goals every day. And it's meant to focus your mind on those four goals. And I know, like, in the past, like, you've done multiple of these. Yeah, I've done, like, three or four of them. I don't think you, you I've said done you a couldn't couple. order them now, though. On- so, yeah, I wanted to address that because I've actually gotten a couple of emails like, hey, where can I get these? They are, unfortunately, out of print now. You could probably mimic it pretty easily. But, yeah, it's, it's really easy to mimic. Um, In my post about how to learn outside of class i have a screenshot of mine so you could just I'll, I'll link to that in the show notes and you could like look at it basically all you need is like a maybe a template in word or just a notebook where you have an arbitrary amount of goals they arbitrarily picked four because they thought four was a good number and you have to record daily practice on them every day and if you don't you have to write nothing and then at the end of every week every week there are some review questions saying Okay, what worked this week? What did I struggle with? How should I change things, etc. Uh, but yeah, like you just you have to focus on a few things. Um, one thing, one interesting thing I learned from the Hello Internet podcast, which also has CGP Grey in it, is they were talking about learning languages, which I know is like a huge passion for you. Yep. But for him, he actually said that he has this this not to do list, which is filled with things. That he often gets the temptation to do, but knows he should not do because they will just like suck up the time that he should be using to focus on the, the really important goals. And learning a language is the top of that list. Oh, uh, because hit me right in the I heart. know it hits you right in the heart. Right I, know, in I know you want it, but oh, we just screwed We're up. Really bad this game. <laughs> um, he knows like it's one of those things that he's not passionate enough to really put enough time into, so it's just gonna distract him. Oh, it didn't work. Oh, it's because he's spinning. And I've heard about like I've heard about these like these not to do lists where you just have to know like these things I get tempted to do them on occasion. They sound like they would be cool, but they're not as important as those really big main things in my life. So I'm not gonna do them. Like that's, specifically gonna make sure I don't do them. That's really cool. And that's I know like idea. you love languages, so it's probably well, yeah. Well, like for me, that I'm that sure there. that I'm sure that my language passion is just like he has something else in the first slot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know for him, it's just like, well, he's got that huge channel that he's running and everything, so there's all these things. That is not fair. No, that's a that's I just a good spawned idea. inside the boss and then got hit. Don't don't become the boss's baby. 
Somehow we just beat him, though. I don't. I thought I was dead for how. sure. That was like the most <laughs> accidental victory I've ever participated in. Yeah. So that uh, this is even even closer to the question I'm going to tackle into this Thursday's video. So I think that's probably good for there on that one. Um, and the last question. So last question says it's easy to say like be determined and be motivated. But what happens a lot of times is I found myself completely alone and getting over depressing situations. So my question is, how do you change your perspective when you truly believe everything is lost? Like truth be told, I'm quite behind with my work and it seems like I'm never going to improve my situation. So I guess like the, the crux of this question is like, what do you do when you have either like backslidden in progress or like something has really set, like how do you deal with a big setback? That almost feels like it screwed your entire life up. Uh, That's a great question. Like, do you want to start with that, or uh, do you have anything? Um. I, okay, I do, but I don't know. Like, I feel like there haven't been any like gigantic setbacks. I guess I just sprained my wrist. So. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's a true. thing. <laughs> I suppose I should tell a story about that if you're wondering. Uh, yesterday, so yeah, yesterday, I am skating back from the coffee shop to where I park my car because I have recently decided that I like parking my car about five miles away from the coffee shop because it is really fun to skate there. And I'm skating down this unfamiliar road and all of a sudden it turns into a gigantic hill. And before I know it, it is, I'm going way too fast to comfortably get off the board. So I'm just like, okay, I'm going to try to ride this out. And then I look ahead as the road is turning into an even bigger hill that the intersection up there has a stop sign for me and the people going perpendicular to me don't have a stop sign. So I'm like, oh crap, okay, either I can chance it and go out in this intersection and potentially die or I have to bail off the board. So I chose bail off the board uh, and, and unfortunately sprained my wrist a little bit, and also forgot for a moment that my MacBook that I just bought was in my bag, so I dented it, but <laughs> I think, like, it was miraculously in, in pretty good shape for for how, like, bad the fall could have been. Yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome that it's not broken. <sighs> yeah, so I, I got really lucky there, but the fact that matters, my wrist is sprained and it's going to be a little bit harder to type. I don't know, I guess, like, I think the big mindset here to have is... There are people who have had ridiculous setbacks and still have been massively successful or who just got like a much later start. Like I know like Steve Carell's acting career didn't start until he was like in his 40s. Huh. Like the dude is ridiculously successful now. So Did like not, it's not always a case of, that. oh, if a setback, you know, hurts you while you're young, you're screwed forever. Like you have to put it in perspective. It's not as bad as it seems. Um, I guess like you just have to figure out, okay, I was in a certain situation before, which allowed me to get to some, some certain places, and a setback has put me in a new situation. What can I do now with what I have to make sure I'm still progressing? You know, it's like you yeah. can't dwell on what happened in the past or how much you've you've lost. You just have to take stock of what you have now and do what you can with it. That's a big bullet. Yep. So I don't know. Like what? I feel like you have more to say on oh. this. Yep. Yep. Uh, this is going to require a little tiny amount of backstory. It might get real for a second. I promise it's going to turn around. It's all going to be good. It's all going to be good at the end. So once upon a time earlier this year, I pretty severely 
damaged the nerves in both arms. Uh, I won't bore you with the science and uh, biology, whatever, behind it. But I hurt uh, two out of the three main nerve sets in both arms. And I, for a long time, could not use a couple of my fingers well. I thought I was going to have to quit my career like a month into it was losing all of my language skills that I so strongly identify with. They're part of who I am, and I was losing them. Uh, along with basically most other things, like uh, I had to go on hiatus from Polyglot, my college language blog that I had been working on because I couldn't type. So I understand feeling like everything's uh, like lost. You can't do anything about it. Yeah, especially Got, when it's a health problem. It was, it was pretty... Uh, not even, it was, it was pretty depressing. Not even gonna, like, try to censor that. Got pretty bitter, uh, for a bit at just everything. So I understand. But I'm good now. Everything's good now. Yeah. The, my hands are more or less working. They're not perfect, but I can function. And so it took me a long time to figure out how to deal with this. Obviously, because my whole identity had been basically taken away by an injury programmer, uh, polyglot wannabe kind of person, blogger, uh, musician, can't play piano. All the things that defined who I was to me, essentially, I had lost. So it's, yeah. I understand how it feels to feel like there's just nothing you can do, nowhere further that you can get. But what I've been doing uh, lately, and it took a while, and at first I just had to accept you cannot always control your circumstances, right? No matter what I did, my only priority could be basically working on being as healthy as I could, going to physical therapy, and planning my ultimate comeback to all the things that I had to give up, right? Yeah. I had to fantasize about this is how awesome it's going to be when I've healed. But I couldn't make myself heal faster, and maybe right now you can't make... Uh, your work that you're behind on just disappear. You know, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some effort. And you can't do, you can't necessarily do something about that. Sometimes you just have to deal with it for a while. Life's like that. But if you just have to focus on one thing and then have little, little bits of progress or just relax, remind yourself, read about the things you're interested in and get through and focus on whatever you can to make that big problem just a little bit less of a big problem, so you have more time. Yeah. And once you get that time, you can spend little bits of it. It doesn't have to be a lot. It doesn't have to be the biggest commitment in the world. But spend little bits of it trying to regain anything that you cared about. Uh, social skills, stuff like that, or hobbies, or passions like language learning, or maybe you want to start a website, or maybe you do something that I can't identify with or name off the top of my head because I don't do it. Cricket. But... <laughs> Yeah, maybe you love cricket or crickets. Maybe you, maybe you, you love just, crickets. You love crickets. But once you get to that point, I've there was a while where I had started healing, but I felt like, well, what's the point of even doing this? What's the point? I don't feel like it. I don't feel emotionally up to doing this today, even though I logically know that this is the thing I care about still. It's just that I'm so down on myself because uh, everything's been like messed up for so long. I don't feel like it. And uh, what I found out is that giving into that is probably the worst idea that I ever had because anytime my uh, wonderful girlfriend would basically be like, no, we're going, we're going to do something. You have to get out of the house. You got to do, do something. As long as I didn't 
on purpose try to be really mad about everything, I would find myself distracted in the moment and just, like, starting to slowly forget that uh, I thought everything was bad. And living in the moment is actually why I like photography right now, because when I'm taking a picture, I don't know what time it is. I don't pay attention to anything else. I'm completely lost. There are times where I forgot that my nerves were ever injured because I was so present in taking pictures, and I think that that's something that can help with anything, no matter what it is. If you love cooking, you love developing, you love just walking, you love watching movies or playing games, first... You have to know that even if you don't feel like it, if there's something you know makes you happy and you want to do it, do something a little bit toward it. Maybe maybe you think it's a dumb idea and you don't want to do it, but just make yourself do it because sometimes the action will actually provide us the motivation that we needed in order to do the action in the first place. Mm-hmm. We'll get you'll get the gratification from it and you'll be like, "Hey, mate, maybe things maybe things are going to be all right." Do yeah. the, just do the action. You don't feel like it, but that's too bad. Just just do it a little bit. Try to force yourself to do it a little bit, and when you're doing it, be in the moment. Don't think about the rest of everything. Give yourself some time to just breathe and exist and focus on whatever it is that you think is going to make you feel better, whether it seems productive and cool or not. It can be Netflix. I don't care if it's Netflix. Maybe you love movies. Just (laughs) be in the moment, and I think if you – basically your mind is set up at these times – to want to be more sad. I think I think human minds, mm-hmm. I have no science, this is some armchair psychology, but at least for me, I feel like my mind has always craved the most extreme form of any emotion I have. If I'm sad, I'm drawn towards things that make me really sad. If I'm mad, I'm mm-hmm. drawn towards things that make me really mad. Same thing with happiness. That doesn't make sense. So yeah. basically, you're trying. Subconsciously, you're like, no, everything's sad and I'm stubborn. So just force yourself to... Do something and try to ignore your mind. Don't think about that stuff. Be in the present so that your subconscious can't be like, Hey, buddy, remember how bad it is? You're not having fun. Everything's bad, remember? Try to, if you're in the present and you can try to just shut out that voice a little bit, then uh, essentially every time you successfully did something, it's pretty likely that you're going to find you were able to forget your problems and remember that things are going to be fine eventually. Yeah, And then some point, the large amount of work, the medical condition, the anything, will pass. Most things are temporary. If you're working towards fixing it, and also making sure you're like mentally healthy enough and okay with everything enough to deal with it, then uh, it's all going to work out at some point. Yeah. This too shall pass. I think, yeah, I guess like the one thing to bookend that with is... You don't have to focus so much about on, on like how long it takes to get somewhere. Like you might want it to happen faster, um, but even if it doesn't happen as fast as you wanted it to happen, like it doesn't mean it's never going to happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Putting, I actually like threw away all of my goal management, all of my my to do list, all of this stuff because I every time I did it, I would be like, "Hey, everything's gonna be great the next two weeks. Here's what I'm gonna accomplish." But then. Can't do it. My arms uh, freak out, have a bad episode for a few days. So I just have to accept that I can't control how much time this will take, and you can't control how long it'll take. Just do a little bit as you can. Yeah, yeah. That's all you can do. Look at the waveform. It, like, got smaller somewhere in there. Interesting. I think it's fine, but it's, yeah. There was probably a ghost. 
<laughs> and the ghost went away because it got, it was like, oh, that's a really inspiring story. Maybe I don't have to be a bored old ghost. I'm going to go do something I love. <laughs> like not being in my computer. Good job, ghost. I'm proud of you. Cool. Well, that's our five questions. So thanks for chilling with me, man. Yes, sir. Thanks for making it real. That's right. Once again, CIGpodcast.com is where you can find the show notes for episode 82. Find a link right on the page. I'll link to that uh, that post on How to Learn Outside of Class, which has a picture of my pick four notebook in there. Unfortunately, not available anymore. And then, I don't know. What else we say we're going to link to? Uh, <laughs> not a clue. I'll have to listen through it again. All right. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening. As always, I will see you in the next episode. And stay cute, which I stole from you. Yep. Adios, I, I said it in a video and people were like, like weirded out by it. Huh. But I always say it in podcasts.